What's up, guys? Lucky the DJ from Boise, Idaho, and I'm feeling alive at eight and five. Actually, how did I say that, man? Aren't we like nine and five now? A breath away from the playoffs? Easily, easily one of the top 20 games in Buccaneers history. That touchdown from Brady to AB, easily one of the top 20 moments in Buccaneers history. Now, if you followed this saga, if you followed this franchise known as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in squad past, you've heard that this team does not know how to win. Okay? Now, today we proved that we do know how to win. I don't want to hear anybody talking about the first half of this game. A win is a win is a win, and we just showed that we could do any damn thing we want to do. Do you think that when Tom Brady beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, people were talking about how bad the first half was? No, they're talking about the win. And the Bucks won today. Take these games, meaningful moments. I'm pumped. I've got my I-can-do-any-damn-thing-I-want-to-do shirt on, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the season and the playoffs, baby. Buccaneers fans, you know what I'm talking about. We deserve this. Let's get another win next week and go Bucs! You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Pepsi. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi's here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. Pepsi's the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. We would like to welcome in all of our returning listeners as well as all of our new listeners here to a Victory Monday edition of the podcast. If you're a regular, then you know what today is. We're going to recap the game. We're going to dive into some of our initial thoughts following the game. And finally, we are going to pull out our predictions from the end of last week and give those a review. However, this week is a bit different as David is also going to clue all of you in to how Locked on Bucks is going to help you win Paige DeMacco's latest Buccaneers prize raffle that not only awards one lucky fan a piece of team memorabilia, but it also helps out the Arians Family Foundation and their mission to help children in, in need. Before we get to all that, though, we have to go through uh, what led to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' ninth win. That's right, a winning record here in the 2020 NFL season. That's right, and Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons hosted this Week 15 contest between the two NFC South rivals and actually bucked trends by winning the coin toss and deciding to receive the ball, a move that Devin White would later say made him feel a certain kind of way as his game got started. To get started, however, the Buccaneers' defensive ego would certainly be challenged early as the Falcons' offense worked downfield on their first drive of the game to score on a five-yard pass from Ryan to wide receiver Russell Gage. The scoring pass was one of two impactful connections between Ryan and Gage, 
on that drive who was defended by Buccaneers cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting on the scoring play and on a chunk play of 27 yards, which got the Falcons offense down to the Tampa Bay five-yard line, setting up the score. After three punt exchanges, the Buccaneers defense would come up with their first forced three and out, only to have Tom Brady and the offense turn in their own first three and out on the very next drive. Getting the ball back with just under 13 minutes remaining in the second quarter, Ryan again orchestrated a touchdown drive featuring a fourth down conversion and a 12-yard connection with wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Ryan went six for seven on the drive, accounting for 59 of the 65 yards needed to find the end zone, and Atlanta extended their lead to 14-0 with five minutes remaining in the first half. Things didn't get any better for the Bucs in the first half after that, as Tom Brady missed a wide-open Chris Godwin for what would have been Tampa Bay's first chunk play of the game. Instead, the Bucs again punted the ball to the Falcons, and with three minutes and 45 seconds remaining in the half, Atlanta drove down the field and took a 17-0 lead after kicker Young Wei Koo made his first field goal attempt of the game. That 17-0 score would stand heading into the locker room as the Buccaneers punted on each of their first four possessions, amassing just 60 yards of offense. Meanwhile, the Falcons entered halftime having scored on three of their first five possessions with 261 yards of offense, including 235 yards passing from quarterback Matt Ryan. Yeah, things certainly didn't look good for the Buccaneers, but getting the ball to start the second half definitely gave them a chance to get things going, and get things going, they did. Down 10 from the Falcon 33, Brady to throw, drops, has time, throws a pass over the middle. It's a caught ball at the 5, 3-2, 1-yard line. Did Evans get in? Did Mike Evans get in? Down, I think, just short of the goal line. Boy, a post-route run by Evans and a strike thrown by Brady. Brady under center, hands the ball off, and Leonard Fournette slams into the line. He should have a touchdown. Give him a touchdown, Mr. Ref. He backed his way across the goal line. Touchdown, Tampa Bay, Leonard Fournette. Special thanks to Gene Deckerhoff on the call and the Buccaneers radio network for the audio. The chunk play from Brady to Evans was the first of the game for the Buccaneers, and the one-yard touchdown by running back Leonard Fournette Brought the score to 17-7 during the three-and-a-half-minute drive. Tom Brady completed three of his four pass attempts for 66 yards or six more yards than the entire offense had produced through the first two quarters of play. However, the Atlanta Falcons offense matched the touchdown drive with one of their own, moving the lead back to 17 midway through the third quarter. On their second possession of the second half, the Buccaneers again put together a scoring drive thanks in large part to another big play connection between Tom Brady and Mike Evans. The snap to Brady, here comes the blitz. Brady looking, flush, rolls to his right, looks up field, throws it down field, caught ball inside the five-yard line, Mike Evans. Mike Evans, boy, he found a spot, Brady running for his life, avoiding a sack through a dart, and Evans at six foot five had the height to go up and snag that thing. A.J. Terrell, Terrell makes a touchdown-saving tackle. Tyler Johnson sprints wide to the right now, sidecar to the right hip. Johnson, the wide receiver, play action, big pass, caught ball, touchdown, Chris Godwin. Boy, a dart right on the hip of number 14, and Godwin hangs on to it. And the Buccaneers have scored two touchdowns here in the third quarter. That score by Chris Godwin made it 24-14 with Atlanta still in the lead nearing the end of the third quarter. The Buccaneers needed a big stand on defense and Todd Bowles' unit got the Atlanta Falcons on and off the field in under a minute. And with five seconds left in the third quarter, Leonard Fournette put another one-yard touchdown on the board, bringing the Buccaneers to within three points, the score sitting at 24-21 entering the fourth quarter of play. 
Atlanta's third possession of the second half represented their second straight three and out and their third three and out of the game as Raheem Morris team gave Brady the ball back again after just 40 seconds of game clock had ticked off the board. Brady promptly moved his offense down the field, and while they ended up settling for a 20-yard Ryan Suckup field goal, the score tied the game up at 24 apiece with more than 11 minutes remaining in the game. Trying to avoid yet another late-game collapse, Ryan and the, and the Falcons drove down into scoring range once again, but Devin White's first sack of the game coming on third and six not only stopped the drive in its tracks, but it forced the Falcons into a 52-yard field goal try. The kick was made by all-pro caliber kicker Youngway Koo, however, and Atlanta was able to regain a slim three-point lead, which lasted all of two minutes thanks to this play. Well, the Buccaneers get 13 yards on that catch-and-run by Godwin. We're at the Falcon 46, moving right, first down 10. Brady, a seven-step drop, looks downfield, wants all of it, throws toward the end. Got a receiver open. It's Antonio Brown. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Buccaneers take the lead for the first time of the game, and Brown has his first touchdown as a Buccaneer. That 46-yard connection from Tom Brady to wide receiver Antonio Brown is Brown's first touchdown as a member of the Buccaneers, and he gave the team the lead for the first time at 31-27 with just over six minutes of game clock remaining. On the ensuing possession, Ryan completed one of two pass attempts for negative two yards as the Falcons went negative 13 in total and punted following their fourth three and out of the game and their third of the second half. Tampa Bay gained one first down on the following drive, drained two minutes off the game clock, and were forced to punt the ball back to Matt Ryan with two minutes and 44 seconds remaining. All of Bucks Nation was likely on the edge of their seats and came out of them when this play all but sealed the game. Here is the snap to Ryan. We run a stun and almost get to it. He's knocked down, flat on his fanny at the five-yard line. My goodness, it is third down and 16 from his own end zone. Ryan gets the pass away and threw it away. Incomplete pass, Hayden Hurst, the tight end. And that was just a desperation heave by Ryan. It's fourth down and 16. What are you going to do? Atlanta Falcons, no timeouts left. You got the two-minute warning. That's it. You got to go for it on fourth down, don't you? Fourth down, 16. Falcons. One running back on the left hip. That's Edo Smith. Tight end shifts to the motion to the right side. And Ryan takes the snap out of the gun. Drops back into his own. Pressure coming. Pressure coming. It's the pass away. And a caught ball. Tackle. And he's short of the first down. Calvin Ridley made the catch of the 18. He had to reach the 22. And the Bucks stopped the Falcons. The sack led to a third and 16 and subsequently a fourth and 16, which Ryan and the Falcons failed to convert. With no timeouts left to stop the clock against the Buccaneers, the Falcons' offense could only watch as Brady and his offense converted a third down thanks to a run and interesting spot by the officials, which ended the game with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defeating the Atlanta Falcons 31-27, to advancing to 9-5 and on the season and one step closer to clinching a spot in the 2020 NFL playoffs. What a game it was, and we're going to dive into it a bit more here in the second segment of today's Victory Monday episode brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 
10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're making 2021 plans or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. Instant analysis of week 15 coming up in segment two of the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Segment two here at the Locked On Bucks podcast, about to dive into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' week 15 win over the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, James will dive even deeper into voicemails and storylines coming out of this win on our Tuesday episode, dropping tomorrow, so make sure you come back for that. And if you want to drop him a question or two, dial 813-444-5841 into your nearest telephone device. We love hearing from Bucks fans like you, so don't be shy. Speaking of Bucks fans, let's hear from one right now. Where have we seen this before? Hey guys, this is Yusuf out here in Phoenix. I know it was, we were down, what, 24 to 7, and I was, I was thinking to myself, okay, we have Tom Brady and we're playing Atlanta. I know Atlanta's blown seven, seven leads this season, but it's Tom Brady and Atlanta. I didn't think it would happen. I didn't think it could happen, um, in the sense of we were just playing so bad, but then here comes Tom Brady. And we're down 24 to seven at one point and the rest is history. And I just had flashbacks to that Super Bowl. So that was pretty awesome. Um, as far as the first half goes, that's unacceptable. You can't start that way, especially in the playoffs. When, when we get there, we can, we cannot do that. Um, as far as the second half, if you wrap that all up, just the second half, that's who we can be. That's who we are. That's how dangerous we can be. And if we could just play that way the entire game, everything would be great. But it hasn't been that way this season. So while this is a terrific win, um, mind you, it's against Atlanta. I'm very encouraged. AB got his first touchdown. Awesome. So as always, not getting too high, but not getting too low either. On to Detroit. See you guys. Go back. All right, Yusuf, appreciate the phone call coming all the way from Phoenix, Arizona. So yeah, at one point in time, uh, the Buccaneers down 17 nothing, and then at another point in the game, down 24-7. At that point, guys, shared with me by a buddy of mine on Twitter, the Falcons had a 95.7% chance of winning that game. Yet, here we are. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers come out with a win. They've got nine wins. The Falcons now have 10 losses, so two teams going in very opposite directions. And then you look at that second half, and that's really kind of where you see this game take hold. I mean, when you, if you look at the Atlanta Falcons history in 2020, you look at the Buccaneers and who they've been and the Atlanta Falcons all season long have been a very bad second half team. And the Buccaneers all year long have been a very good to better, you know what I mean? Second half team uh, in their games, even games they've lost. Usually the second half is better than the first half. And that's just kind of who they've been. So when you look at this game, I was kind of, and I've seen some people on this side of the conversation, but some people are also on different sides of the conversation. And I'm going to save a little bit of what I have to say about this game. until after 
James, you have an, an opportunity to address Yusuf here, but you know, and then this is where it's kind of nice covering the Buccaneers because I know in years past, we've seen some brutal second halves following some pretty bad first halves. But with this team, you come into the second half and I looked at it and I said, Buccaneers get the ball to start the second half. That's their opportunity to get back into this game, not tie the game because they're down more than one score, not even get like super close because they're down two and a half scores, three scores, however you want to look at it. But this is their opportunity to come out and say, here's who we're going to be in the second half. Here's the adjustments we're going to make. Here's the new energy we're going to bring. And this is what we're going to show. And they did it. And then the Falcons came back and said, well, here's our second half team. I said, ooh, okay, it might be too little too late. But then the Buccaneers came back again. And then you saw that second half Atlanta Falcons team start to show themselves. And that's the team that you have now if you're a Buccaneers fan. Is you can look at this team and even down 17 entering halftime, even getting shut out by a team that you know you can beat. As long as you have this team put together, and I'm not just going to put it on Tom Brady, but Tom Brady is obviously a big part of it. But I think just in totality, until you look at the clock and say two minutes on the clock, you're down three scores, all right, you're out of that game. You know what I'm saying? But until it's just like unfeasible, infeasible, I don't know what the right word is. You know what I'm saying, though. You're not out of it. Like outside New Orleans in week nine, <laughs> you're in pretty much every game, even when you're struggling. And that's a, that's a good thing. As frustrating as it is and as nerve-wracking as it is as a Bucs fan, it's still a good thing. They're not all the way there yet. You know what I mean? And, and they know that. The, the coach knows that. He, he, Bruce talked about being frustrated about that. So you're not alone in that. But having a team that you know can rally is a good thing still. Yeah, Atlanta continues to be one of the NFL teams that Tom Brady has never lost to. I don't know what it is about that team that, you know, Brady's able to find a way to get it done. And yeah, that first half absolutely was unacceptable. And it was painful at times. You had only 60 yards of total offense. I mean, it was it was bad. I was almost a little relieved that I missed most of the first quarter because I had my son's hockey game and we were driving back from that. Uh, you know, when, when the game started, we got home, I turned on the TV and I said, Oh, looks like this game is going as well as, you know, the hockey game went, which did not go well, but you know, unlike the saints game, you know, even with the chiefs game, the way that chiefs game started out, never once did I feel like the Buccaneers were out of it. Never once did I feel like the Buccaneers were out of it. Even at halftime, down 17 to nothing, I never once thought, you know what, the Bucs lost this one. They're, they just don't have it today. It looked like they were just a little bit off on everything they were doing. The offense made the necessary adjustments. The defense didn't look like they made the adjustments early on in that second half, but then came out firing the rest of that second half. And this is what happens. You come away with a 31 to 27 victory. So if this team can put together 60 minutes of football like that on both sides of the field, there's, there's no way that they don't have a chance to make it all the way to Super Bowl 55. It's just a matter of when are we going to get that complete game? And you know what? I, I said it in my pick six that'll post this morning at nine o'clock at bucksnation.com. If the first time they put together a 60 minute performance, the way we saw the second half against Atlanta is in the first weekend of the playoffs. I think every single listener that we have will say, you know what? I'll take that. I will be more than happy for them to have their first complete game on offense and defense be that first playoff game that we've seen them play in 13 years. All right, guys, one more segment coming up, and in it, 
James and I are going to recap our predictions before the game and see how we did. And I'm going to fill you all in a little bit on how we're going to help you win an autograph Mike Evans jersey while helping a very worthy cause. So stick around for segment three of today's show brought to you by Bet Online. College football is nearing bowl season, and there are some huge NFL games with big-time playoff implications coming up every weekend between now and after the new year. When I'm looking to make some money off those games, there's only one place that has you covered, and that's betonline.ag, the official betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. The opening line for when the Buccaneers take on the Detroit Lions in Week 16 is going to be very interesting, and the possibility of clinching a playoff spot is only going to make it even more enticing. To get in on the action, head to betonline.ag, sign up today for a free account, and use promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on sidelines anymore. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports books experts. Speaking of predictions and money, we're talking both in segment three of this Victory Monday episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Fire the cannon. What's up, guys? This is Matt from Morvin, Georgia. And Troy, thank you, Buck, for getting my present. Fire the cannon. That's right, Troy. It is time to fire the cannon. We're going to enjoy some cannon smoke dirty bird for dinner tonight. Mm-mm, my favorite. And I'll have to take the leftovers to work and rub it in everybody's face up there, too. But, uh, hey, that was uh, a really tough game. Started out slow. Had me pissed off by halftime, but they came back and they did their job in the second half, man. And that's what playoff teams got to do. They got to be able to overcome adversity and come back like that, no matter how bad or how gloomy it looks. But uh, I love seeing that pass break up in the end zone by Winfield. And that, to me, that kind of turned the tide somewhat there and really got the defense fired back up. And then Devin White coming in big with several sacks. And I just love seeing that. But uh, my phone's blowing up right now from all my buddies here in Georgia talking about, you know, thanking me for making sure that Raheem Morris isn't going to be the coach next year. And I just got a text here that says, go ahead and go fire your stupid little gun. Well, I got to, you know, please the fans here. It's time for me to go fire that mini cannon. Go Bucks. Wrapping things up here on a victory Monday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And David, real quick, Greg Allman of The Athletic tweeting out, uh, the Jets' unlikely win over the Rams is a help to the Bucks, who now control their path to the NFC's top wild card spot and the number five seed. If Tampa Bay wins out to go eleven and five, the Bucks will have the edge over the NFC West runner-up, whether it's the Seahawks or the Rams. And of course, if the Saints lose out on their remaining games and the Bucks win out, Tampa Bay will win the NFC South. So a little playoff update there for everybody here on a Monday. But David, let's dive in to our prediction recaps and our final thoughts. My bold prediction, uh, whether it was the one on the show or the one over at BucksNation.com, neither one of them came to fruition. My bold prediction was that the Buccaneers would not only win their remaining three games, but the margin of victory would not be less than double digits in all three. Well, the Bucs come away with a four-point victory. Uh, I had said that the Bucs would win 34-17. to 17. The final, of course, was 31-27. to 27. So I had all the – did I have all the numbers right? No, I didn't even have all the numbers right. Scratch that, cut it, edit it out. You know the deal. Actually, leave it in. Who cares? But I was off on both. Yeah, um, I got my bold prediction correct. 
um, that the Atlanta Falcons would not have any takeaways. And that's exactly what happened. The Buccaneers didn't turn the ball over at all in this game. And the Buccaneers remain undefeated in games that they do that. And they all, and the Falcons also remain winless in games where they don't get a takeaway. So I was successful on that. And then, uh, 24, 17 was my, uh, prediction. I, uh, I think I got closer than you kind of ish. Not really. So we were both wrong there. Um, so yeah, best and worst, James, let's, let's get into best and worst. Well then, uh, I'm taking my best first so that you can't take him. Devin white. Devin white is my best of the game. Just absolutely unbelievable. That is what elite players do when you need a big play, when you are in a big moment and someone has to answer the call. That is what we saw Devin white do not once, not twice, but three times on consecutive Atlanta Falcons possessions. He comes up with a huge sack of Matt Ryan, two of them on third downs, one of them on second down deep in their own territory. I, anybody other than him being called the best is just wrong. Devin White was absolutely bar none the top player for the Buccaneers this week. Yeah, he definitely came up in some big moments, granted. And I'm just thinking in my head, like I talked about earlier about this game being a qualifier, what kind of Buccaneers fan you are. Everybody who scoffed at you and said, did you see what he did in the first half? That's the kind of fan you are. And again, not throwing any shade at any type of fan. Just saying, just just have some self-awareness there. And speaking of second half, first half differences, I'm going Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady throws for 390 yards, two touchdowns, 110 total quarterback Rating uh, 31 out of 45 completion. Only had 14 intercepts or interceptions, 14 incomplete passes in this entire game. And when you think about the fact that this team had 60 yards of offense in the first half, um, when you think about the fact that he was outpassed in the first half alone, uh, 60 or 53 to 235, and then ends up outpassing Matt Ryan by 30 yards plus. Like that's such an impressive second half and such second such an impressive bounce back. Literally having a game's worth of production in one half of football. Um, so yeah, so kudos to Tom Brady. He doesn't get enough credit, right? Nope, doesn't get enough credit. Anyway, let's move on to worst. Oh, my worst. Um, you know what? I'm gonna have to give this one to the pass protection in the first half. Uh, I can't really pinpoint any particular player who was the worst, but this offensive line without Donovan Smith, it just did not look good in the first half. They made adjustments, though, and, and were able to create a little bit more time for Tom Brady in the second half. He was able to find Mike Evans for some huge chunk plays. He was able to find Antonio Brown for that deep pass. But in the first half, you had to start to question exactly you know what the bucks were going to be able to do offensively if brady wasn't getting any time in the pocket and uh yeah it was it was some tough sledding there at the beginning for uh for that o-line without donovan smith there to help protect the edge yeah i'm going sean murphy bunting man dude had a rough game terrible game even in the second half when everybody else was clicking uh, when the Falcons needed yards the most and they needed to try to get back into the game and get back into the groove of things, and they ended up getting that field goal from Young Way Koo, who did they target to get down the field? Sean Murphy Bunting. He's he's going to get an earful, definitely in the meeting room, definitely in the film study. Um, hopefully he comes back next week motivated, going to Detroit, going back to his his stomping grounds or whatever. Um, had a great game last year against the Lions in Detroit. Hopefully we see that again because the dude still has plenty of upside. But, man, this was a rough game for SMB. Yeah, hard to uh, hard to argue that, and um, 
something needs something needs to be done about about Sean Murphy bunting because he's just he's too high too low. You know, he's the polar opposite of Yousef. He he's great or he's terrible. There's no happy middle ground with Sean Murphy bunting. David, my final thoughts on this one. Look, it was a bad 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 first half for this Buccaneers team, but once again, they made their adjustments. They stayed committed. They imposed their will in the second half, and they came out with the big divisional win, still control their own destiny as far as the number five seed now and getting in the playoffs. Their playoff chances are now sitting at 99%, and we're starting to see the Saints crumble a little bit. No Michael Thomas for the rest of the season. Drew Brees not looking good against the Kansas City Chiefs. And all of a sudden, you're talking about a Saints team with back-to-back losses, Minnesota Vikings coming up on Christmas Day while the Buccaneers get to play Detroit the day after Christmas. I don't know. I don't know. Things could get interesting, but it doesn't matter how the game started for the Buccaneers. What matters is how it ended, and it ended with a big Buccaneers win. Yeah, my final thoughts on this game are kind of the same thing. I mean, at the end of the day, you just need a team that can figure out how to win games, and that's what this team is doing. Uh, they're not winning them all pretty. They're not winning them all in what people, you know, the fashion that maybe people wanted them to, but they're learning how to win games uh, that they they haven't won before. Even as early as this season, they haven't come out of some of these games that are similar with those wins. And what your team is turning into late in the season is a team that can figure out how to gut out wins. Now, they're trying to come out and figure out how to be a team that can play strong for four quarters, but right now, they're a team that's figuring out how to gut out wins, snatch victory from the jaws of defeat, and that's an awesome thing. And every Buccaneers fan should be excited about it. All right. Well, David, we have one quick thing to get to before we are out of here for today. And uh, that is something that you've teased throughout the episode. So I guess what what are what are we doing here to help out this uh, Arians Family Foundation giveaway that Paige Demakos is doing? All right. So Paige, Paige Demakos, if you guys don't know, she's the CEO of the Draft Network. Uh, she's been a guest on this show quite often, probably will be a guest on the show very soon as well. Uh, but she's been doing some giveaways and she's doing another one right now and they're raffles, right? So all you got to do to enter her raffle is go to her Twitter. It's at the sports page, P-A-I-G-E, not P-A-G-E. Uh, you'll find it. A lot of people have shared. I've shared it. The Locked on Bucks podcast. Twitter has shared it. Jake Arians has shared it. The Arians Family Foundation obviously has shared it. And basically what it is, is it's, it's a $1 minimum. Like $1, you send her Venmo or PayPal, you send her a dollar and you're entered in this raffle. And on a certain day, I think it's December 23rd, she's going to draw from all those names. And one of those lucky people is going to win an autographed Mike Evans jersey. And all of the entries, all of that money goes to the Arians Family Foundation to help them in their, in their mission to help children in need. If you don't know the history of that, not going to get into it on the show. Look it up. It's amazing stuff. They do great stuff for a lot of people who don't have the means and the ability to take care of themselves. Let's get involved here. So I text Paige, and after a few conversations, after a little bit of conversation between Paige and I, here's what we came up with, guys. One Locked On Bucks listener who follows us on Twitter and who enters this raffle on your own, just a dollar. That's all, all it takes. One of you is going to get picked out by James and I. And that person, we are going to donate $100 to the Arians Family Foundation as a raffle entry. That Locked On Bucks listener is going to get 100 entries for a Mike Evans autographed jersey from us. That's what we're going to give to you as an early Christmas present. And then, not only that, but you're also, whoever we pick, because you may not, you know, even 100 entries is a lot. You still may not win the jersey just because of the odds of it, right? But no matter what, if you get picked, you are winning a full year subscription to the Draft Network's premium service on us as well, okay? So $100 entered in your name to the Arians Family Foundation, entered for that Mike Evans autographed jersey. All you got to do, guys, 
Go to Paige Zamakos' Twitter. Find a retweet from one of us. Enter the raffle yourself. Minimum of a dollar. That's it. All it takes is a dollar on your part. Let us know. That's the important part. Let us know that you've entered the raffle. And then December 22nd, probably around noon, we'll go through all the Locked On Bucks listeners. We'll go through all the listeners uh, with Paige that has, she has on her list. Um, we are going to cross-check the list, guys. So you have to have actually entered the raffle yourself. Um, and that person, we're going to pick them at random. That person is getting $100 on us, entered in that raffle for them, donated to the Arians Family Foundation in your name, 100 entries to get that Mike Evans jersey. And at a minimum, just by being picked, you're winning a full year of TDM premium access. Again, courtesy of the Locked On Bucks podcast. All right. Tis the season of giving. You guys give a little. We give a lot to help you out and enter in that drawing. Great stuff from Paige over at the Draft Network. But we are out of here. And look, before we sign off for the day, for those of you that are NBA fans, the wait is almost over. The 2020-2021 NBA season is almost here. And the Locked On NBA podcast will get you ready with a special week of shows beginning December 14th. Get previews of every team, division by division, from all 30 of our Locked On local experts. Plus, waiver wire editions from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, rookies to watch from Chad Ford, and predictions on each division from rejecting the screen. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up tomorrow, I will be flying solo as I always do on Tuesday. Make sure you continue to send in your voicemails. Help me out. Be my... uh, be my uh, pseudo co-host here by giving us a call at 813-444-5841. Of course, thank you to DJ, Yousef, Matt, and Troy. Tyler and Steven, you guys are on deck for tomorrow. Uh, that's it. Check out everything going on over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore nation hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day stay safe stay healthy wash your hands be good to each other and we thank you so much for joining us right here at locked on bucks